Isaiah Pacheco out for week number 15. C.J. Stroud out for week week 15. We've got uh, Collins news, Tyreek Hill talk, whole bunch more news for you. Emergency week 15 live stream begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So a little early breaking news show for you all because there are several players in the news we need to discuss right now. Isaiah Pacheco, shoulder surgery, will miss week 15. He's said to be expected back week 16, but I would play that by a year. Even though that's being said by Andy Reid, I would still pump the brakes on fully expecting it, but you can start planning as if he could come back next week, but Pacheco's out. That means McKinnon's a a very darn good start. CEH is a pretty decent play, uh, but I would say Pacheco, or I'm sorry, uh, McKinnon has the most potential to get touchdowns. Keep in mind, McKinnon scored, I believe it was nine touchdowns in the last six games last season. He was absolutely unreal. And, and it seems to me that the Kansas City Chiefs will play a player at the end of the year differently. <laughs> you know, like from year to year. Think back to Damian Williams. They would play him like a madman in the postseason, in the at the end of the fantasy season, but specifically in the postseason and in the Super Bowl, and then the next year they wouldn't use him. They used this guy McKinnon like he was the number one running back in the National Football League. He was actually the number one running back for several weeks in last season. He was a phenomenal player. So Pacheco's, or uh, I keep saying Pacheco, McKinnon has so much potential to explode if they use him properly. Will they? I don't know, but he's a fantastic, you know, flex Running back three flex play for week number 15 if you're in desperate need. So Pacheco out. Make sure you know that. And uh, this one kind of uh, expected but still hurts for some of you that, that have no other quarterback situation right now. You've got, you know, players like DeVito, who's kind of an exciting, fun play, but, you know, not a lock for elite production. C.J. Stroud could get elite production. He is out. C.J. Stroud concussion. Did not uh, pass through the protocol, did not practice continuously, and so he will not play Week 15. And that begs the question, would Nico Collins play? Beat writer uh, Aaron Wilson reports Nico Collins won't play Week 15. So these guys are both out, but it makes sense because why they're going to throw this guy out who's got a calf injury. Calf injuries are the new ACL. These things are, are just devastating this year, ravaging, ravaging the NFL uh, on the injury report and calf injuries so often can turn into more they can turn into potentially a a a torn Achilles tendon you know down at the bottom of your heel the injury Aaron Rodgers had this is this is the injury that Cam Akers had this is a, a devastating injury that sometimes can get triggered by a calf injury that gets worse it depends on where the calf injury is how low it is etc but but it makes sense and if this wasn't News. This news wasn't given to us now. I would be predicting that Nico wouldn't play because if this guy's out, why rush this guy back? This is devastating for the Houston Texans who really have a playoff hope, and this this changes the landscape 
big time for the other teams, and we can maybe go over that in a second. But Nico Collins won't play Week 15. C.J. Stroud won't play Week 15, which makes the Houston Texans a, a pretty easy target this week. Uh, let me see if I have those those uh, the AFC and NFC uh, standings that I could throw up on screen here. I think I have them right here. NFC, AFC. Okay, here we go. So if, if we take a look at this bad boy and we say to ourselves, you know, Houston is certainly in the in the race right here at seven and six. There are a lot of seven and six teams. You, you, let's just say the KC Chiefs, you know, win the division. That may or may not happen, but I think it probably does. So they lock in a, a playoff seed. Uh, division winners all lock in a playoff seed. Then there are three remaining wild card teams. Jaguars are, it's a close race. Like the Texans, the Colts, or the Jaguars, this is such a close race with four games left. Any one of these teams could win this division. Let's assume it's the Jaguars, okay? I know that's not an assumption everybody wants to make. I'm just saying let's assume you've got the Colts, the Texans, the uh, the Browns are in good position here, and the Buffalo Bills, and you even have a prayer, a, a very, very desperate you know, Aaron Rodgers may come back for the final two games of the season if there's some sort of hope in the Jets, who are five and eight. They have to beat the Miami Dolphins uh, this week, and then we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of the percentage chance. Ziggy, what is the percentage chance the New York Jets make the playoffs? He's gonna fail. I know he's gonna fail. January 22nd, 2011, at 5 p.m. The postseason odds of the New York Jets were undetermined. He's worthless. He's worthless. But but the New York Jets, let's see what it is. It's probably very, 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 very low. Very, very tiny. Odds Jets make playoffs. Let's see what it is. It looks like it is a 5.3% chance, but it was a 0.04% chance. Uh, or no, no. What was it last week? No, what was I forget what it was last week. Uh, but making the postseason 5.3% chances, what that number says there, I googled that, it could be wrong, <laughs> but that's what, it looks right, it looks right, 5% chance looks right. So Aaron Rodgers returning, kind of a pipe dream at this point, so it, it's, you know, it's a tough one, but, but Buffalo at 7-6, and six, they have a strong chance of making the playoffs, I think it was 53% if I remember correctly, odds of Bills making playoffs. Let me see if uh let me see if let me see if I can get this pulled up. What are the odds of Bills make the playoffs? I think it's 51% chance to make the playoffs is what what it is currently right now. So 51 to 53% depending on who you who you ask. But but this is going to be a big week. This is going to big be a big week and back to what I was saying, having the Texans be without Stroud, without Collins makes this an easier climb for the Buffalo Bills to get this wild card spot. And the Colts, you know, they're still going to put up a fight. The Jaguars obviously putting up a fight, trying to win the division. The Broncos still putting up a fight, looking good right now, but do they fall apart? Who knows? It's going to be a crazy AFC race for these three wild card spots and even a crazy race for this AFC South and really you could say AFC West. But AFC South uh, division win automatic lock, you know, hit, heading into the playoffs. So let me put these over here. We might we might return and, and talk about the NFC. We might return and, and discuss the AFC once once again. Let me see if I can move this over here. Okay, so next up, we're going to discuss Tyreek Hill. The odds of Tyreek Hill 
playing this week are anybody's guess, but I, I would say this guy's fighting for a record. The fact that he, he looked like he was out for the year and then on the same walk to the sideline from that injury, not even the next play running onto the field. We're talking about went down, was rolling around. Someone tried to help him up. He tried to get up, then fell back down, was rolling around, grimacing, grabbing his ankle. We thought maybe it was knee, the way that the the ankle got rolled. It could have been a knee, an ACL tear, or it could have been an ankle injury, or both. Sometimes it's both, sometimes it's meniscus. It looked like, it looked bad. He got up, he needed help. He was getting helped off the field, across the the, the other sideline. He was across the entire field. The entirety of the field, he had to limp all the way across to get to the other sideline to sit out. And by the time he hit midfield, this man who's getting help looked like he was going to get a walker, maybe a cane, maybe a cart. Jumps up as high as he can. And as soon as he lands, starts running like an absolute gymnast or, or an Olympian trying to warm up for the long jump. And this guy runs to the sideline, hops around, starts talking to people as if nothing ever happened. Now then he proceeds to sit out uh, plays, consecutive plays, which was odd, and come back in the game. Then he go back out. Then he come back in. And then after that, the guy would return punts. It was a head-scratching situation, to say the least, and I don't understand it to this very day, to this very moment. How he's sitting out plays, making Tua look one-dimensional, which Tua is going to be one-dimensional without Tyreek Hill. No one thinks Tua's an elite, amazing, standalone fantasy football quarterback or NFL quarterback. With this whole offense uh, uh, humming, he is a good quarterback. And you can you can rip on Tua if you want. It's fine. That's, that's neither here nor there. Without Tyreek Hill, we can agree he's not a great quarterback. There's just some quarterbacks that need their weapons. And there's no shame in admitting that, that when he's got Tyreek and all the boys, he's firing off or he's capable of firing off. But we don't know what to make of this because we can't make heads or tails of it because he sits out consecutive plays, comes in as a decoy, then doesn't play decoy, catches a long, amazing pass near the sideline, looks like his old self, sits out more plays, goes to return punts, sits out more plays. I don't know what the hell's going on here. No one does. But what we do know is that Tyreek Hill is probably more okay than he's not because of what we just saw and what we continue to see when he runs on and off the field. I would say he plays. I don't know how hampered he'll be. I say he plays uh, similar to what I, I just discussed over uh, with this this breakdown, I didn't I didn't touch on the Dolphins too much, but the Bills are are at their heels, nipping at their heels. And if the if the Miami Dolphins, who if I pull up the schedule here and show you this little bad boy, play the New York Jets division game, and the the Buffalo Bills are chasing this Miami Dolphin team, who might lose this division game if they don't have Tyreek Hill. Makes me think Tyreek Hill is going to play. Miami Dolphins are 9-4. It feels like good odds that they're going to win the division. Sure. I mean, who wouldn't want to be 9-4? and four? four games left. Team A team is two games back. But this is a team that's struggling a little bit right now. Their best player is hampered. And the Buffalo Bills are hungry. So I believe Hill probably plays. I just don't know how hampered 
he'll be. So for now, loosely expect him to play. Stroud is out. Collins is out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers news just because, you know, he's looking, according to many people and Robert Salah, uh, to be normal in practice. Dropbacks doesn't look like he has an Achilles recovery whatsoever. Um, he hasn't practiced in 11 on 11s yet. It's not like he's ready to go right now, but there is, there are tremendous, uh, there are tremendous uh, discussions right now and, and thinking and predictions that this man will probably try to play the final two weeks of the season. If there's any sort of New York Jet playoff hope, uh, uh, you know, alive, if any playoff hopes are alive. Now, I know a lot of people are going to misconstrue this and say, oh, Smitty, they can't make the playoffs. I just told you they can. It's a 5% chance. And that's all Aaron Rodgers wants and needs. If, let's say, the final two weeks come down to where it's a 0% chance, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play. If it's 4 or 5% still, probably, I would guess, he may still play, but he probably will lean toward not playing. He might also want to get out there with his guys and, and, and shake free the... The, the cobwebs and butterflies and the anticipation of him coming back from this injury and having that occur in week one. There is some thinking that, that he could come back for the final game. Maybe just take some snaps. We don't really know. But what we do know is they don't have to make the playoffs for him to come back. People need to understand that it's the hope of it. If they walk into the final two weeks and they have a 12.5% chance of winning and a lot of teams have to lose, the right amount of teams have to lose for two weeks straight, and they need to win to the final two games, that is enough hope for Aaron Rodgers to come back and try and win some games. So everybody's saying Aaron Rodgers isn't going to come back. Aaron Rodgers won't come back. Uh, the, the, the Jets don't stand a chance. It's not as simple as that. It's what are the per, what is the, the percentage chance? Is it 12%? Is it 15%? At that point in time with two games left, and is it mathematically possible that, that the right teams could lose the, the Buffalo Bills, the Cleveland Browns, we'll assume the Browns grab a spot, the Jaguars, the Colts, the Texans. How does this all look? Denver Broncos, who's winning, who's losing, and what are the odds? If it's 15%, 20%, this man's going to come back and try and play. He will. And, and, and if it's 4 or 5%, we don't know. But if there's a chance, he wants to go out there and play. And that's all we need is, is, is a, is a p- potential chance. That That is the news for the current moment. Um, there There is more news out there. There's a lot of people wondering if A-Chan is, is going to play. Uh, A-Chan, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of negativity. Always around this guy, there were people saying that he was out for the year, he's got turf toe, all that. But then there was a report just recently uh, saying that their expectation was that he was going to practice today. And uh, let me see if I can even pull up that piece of news right here and throw that on screen and, and show you guys that. But there, there's there's definitely a, a lot of concern that, that, he's, that he's got some sort of toe issue. Doesn't mean it's turf toe. Doesn't mean if it is turf toe. Doesn't mean it's a, a major, you know, uh, a, a injury. Let's see. No, that's not it. Where is that piece of news? I think I sent it over here. There we go. So this right here was a. Uh, uh, this was a couple hours ago. I, I clipped it maybe an hour and a half ago. So it says an hour old, but it's more like two hours old. Tivon Achan expected to practice Friday. We are waiting for an update on that. I'll pull up some news fresh right now. 
Uh, Ramondre Stevenson will not play Week 15, if anybody was wondering. Jair Alexander is questionable for Week 15. That is uh, something that impacts this, you know, playoff race, etc. Uh, Wicks, uh, uh, Wicks is questionable. Let me see if I can. Uh, Nico Collins, like I said, is is out. Dalton Schultz has been removed from the team's injury report. Taysom Hill has been removed from the team's injury report. Shahid was removed from the team's injury report. And and if Olave doesn't play, don't expect him to, then Shahid would be a decent play. Uh, DJ Moore questionable for Week 15. Jerome, uh, Jerome Ford question or actually removed. Jerome Ford removed from the Week 15 injury report. Jerome Ford's a pretty damn good play this week. Um, Alave questionable for week 15. <coughs> we, got, we got a couple of colds going around the house. I hope I don't get it. Chris Alave ankle is questionable for week 15 against the giant saints. Head coach Dennis Allen said Alave will be a game time call. And that means the team will take his status down to the wire. Probably go out onto the field, check it out. See what's what. Hamstring still hampering Christian Watson, who did not practice on Friday. A.J. Dillon thumb is questionable for Week 15 after missing Wednesday and Thursday's practices with a broken thumb. Dillon is on. Dillon was on the field on Friday. He's likely he likely practiced at a limited capacity, which is enough for him to probably draw the questionable tag and potentially play for Week 15. So Dillon's trending toward playing. Uh, Packers listed Aaron Jones as questionable for Week 15. Jones has been limited in practice each of the last two weeks and sounded like he was on the verge of playing in Week 14 against the Giants. The Packers ultimately decided to sit Jones, but another week of practice, even on a limited basis, should have him trending in the right direction. So Aaron Jones potentially could play. And I know a lot of people are wondering about this backup running back, Patrick, whatever, maybe playing this week. Uh, it looks like both these running backs, A.J. Dillon and, and, and Aaron Jones, are trending toward playing, so at least one of them probably plays. Darren Waller, hamstring questionable for Week 15. Waller said he had no issues with his hamstring in practice this week. He told reporters that he ran a full route tree and things went smoothly. All things point to him playing. So if you need a tight end, Darren Waller has been sitting on waivers in a lot of leagues because people gave up on him, and rightly so, but... If you need a player, there's there's a player to potentially grab. Uh, that is that is everything. That is everything uh, as of this moment. And I'll pull up uh, Twitter. And we'll, of course, have more news, breaking news at the 8 p.m. show. But I just want to make sure everybody's got everything as of this moment. C.J. Stroud, again, is not playing. Uh, I'm looking here. This is more Pacheco news. Pacheco is not playing. Again, see the top of the show for more on that. Pacheco had... Uh, shoulder surgery. He's always such an aggressive player. And then, of course, we had the news that uh, the Chargers fired this man that we've been waiting uh, to get to, to have fire uh, Staley. Brandon Staley was fired early this morning. We knew that was going to happen. Brandon Staley is an awful, awful coach. And thank God Herbert now has potentially some better pieces of the puzzle coming in to help coach him up and surround him with talent this team has to make some moves they have to get younger they have to bring in some wide receivers they have to bring in a, another running back to replace Eckler because Eckler is 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 done you know I, I will say that Eckler may still have potential but it's gonna go wasted because they don't know how to use him now maybe the shakeup allows for Eckler to, to make a nice little 
final one or two game run. I wouldn't put it past him. In fact, it depends on who you could throw in. I'd probably still start Eckler over a lot of mediocre options. But if you have guys like... It just, it, it just depends on the situation. Guys that are very, very solid. Jerome Ford even. We have to weigh those out and, and, and discuss them one by one. But I will say this. I will say that Eckler probably... Listen to the words coming out of my mouth because it's very important that you understand what I'm saying and don't just assume what I'm saying. He probably does have enough gas left in the tank like Zeke Elliott to muster up two, three, four more elite-ish games or at least two out of three or two out of four games be really good and two be mediocre. I absolutely believe that because when I watch Eckler, he is elusive at times. He's definitely slower. He's definitely going to be injury-prone. I wouldn't put it past Eckler to not last two or three games at full go capacity trying to muster up this old version of himself. But but how is he going to do that in this offense with no Herbert? That's the problem. Even if it's potentially there, even if it's at the surface level, looks like Eckler's completely done, but there's a little bit left, a little bit of gas left in the tank. How can they bring that out in him? Probably not. So by the time next season begins Eckler will be done will he even be there where will he be he wanted this big contract he wanted a huge monster contract extension we knew at 28 years old the odds were very much against it Derrick Henry is the only 28 year old plus outlier he's 29 and still doing it everyone else does not get the benefit of the doubt just because Henry did it nobody gets a pass 28 years old if you're 28 when the season begins, you're already turned 28, You're I'm done with you. The only thing I'll do is come back in like we did with Kamara and potentially Eckler didn't work out is scoop you up mid-season when you're seller-dweller pricing. You got a seller-dweller price tag on you and we could take a little gamble on a, a little spurt of 28-year-old goodness that you can maybe drop out there on the field here and there. Didn't work out. Didn't work out at all. For Austin Eckler, did absolutely work out for Devontae Adams, who's a receiver, different age class as well. Those are 30 years old is typically when you start worrying about why receivers um, will have that conversation in the offseason because a lot of receivers are getting up there in age. Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, even Tyreek Hill is inching closer and closer, but he probably has that one more year left before we start having conversations. At the tight end position is Travis Kelsey. Everybody can say like they did to me all offseason when I said, do not draft Eckler. I may have said Eckler was a solid buy low midseason when people were panicking, and that didn't necessarily work out too well, did it? But that, that's the nature of buying low and selling high. But in the offseason, I said avoid Eckler like the plague. I said avoid Cooper Cup like the plague. I told you all not to draft either one of these guys because 9 times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, a 28-year-old running back that's starting a full season is not going to last. He's, if he's had full workhorse volume like Eckler has, like starting running backs like top 10 running backs have. Now, if you're a McKinnon or you're a Mostert and you had no you know, no mileage, no, no full seasons back to back to back to back, there are outliers where you could have these spurts and one-off seasons. Uh, but McKinnon wouldn't hold up on the full season either. Mostert is, is, is a guy with little mileage but very injury prone, and he's done a fantastic job. Kamara, older running back, sat out the beginning part of the year, was a bargain price 
price tag anyway. That's why we took a gamble on on Camara. Camara absolutely crushed. If you drafted Camara, you're probably in the driver's seat. Everything is case by case. Everything. So there's no hard lines and absolutes, but I will say nine times out of ten, hence I'm not saying ten times out of ten, nine times out of ten, you don't draft 28-year-old running backs. Uh, let me hit these super chats, then I have to uh, leave and I'll come back. Uh, G Dog, appreciate you. If Hill is out, only replacements are Flowers. Reed Laporta, Lap plays uh, uh, Laporta, Lap Laporta, Lap Laporta plays Saturday. Other tight ends are Hawkinson. Thoughts? Uh, I, I mean, Hawkinson's a great play. I would say I would say Laporta's a fantastic play. Flowers. These are all. We probably have to weigh this walking into the uh, the game. Um, I, I'd probably say if I had to rank them now, I would say. Flowers, Reed, Laporta are all damn close, bro. I kind of think Laporta's going to have a big day. But Flowers is fantastic. Thoughts on starting wide receiver. Wide receivers are Adams and, and Nakua, London on waivers. I love London. They're all very, very close, G-Dog. I'd be lying to you if I said one of those guys stood out like a madman. If the chat wants to weigh in on that, I guess I would. London's pretty solid. Uh, Flowers is solid. Laporta's probably safest, even though he's a tight end in a flex spot. Uh, still stuck starting two between ETN, Brees, and Mixon. I'm going ETN and probably Brees, but that's me. Mixon and Brees are a tough call. Chat vote on that. Weigh in on that. Curtis Samuel or Pop Douglas? I'm going to go Curtis Samuel. Pop Douglas did clear the concussion protocol, though, just so you know. Paul, appreciate you. If Christian Watson is out, uh, should I should I play? Let's see here. If Christian Watson is out. Should I uh, shouldn't play Love, right? I can pick up Howell, Kyler, Flacco, or Browning. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Browning's maybe the safest, to be honest with you. His upside isn't quite as high as, let's say, Howell's, who's shown huge upside but huge downside. I think Howell's a pretty decent play. Love is high risk, high reward. Browning, steady. You want steady? Go Browning. You want high risk, high reward? I probably say I roll with Howell. But, Paul, it's a really, really tough call. Chat, please weigh in on that one as well. Uh, this one right here from B-Men. He says, Brees Hall, Zeke Elliott, Gibson. I'm probably going Zeke Elliott, my boy. Uh, it, it just feels like the, the best option right now, B-Men. He's, he's in good position. He's fresh. You're not asking him to play for six, seven, eight games. You're asking him to play for three. Um, so he's going to muster up the best he can, the best version of himself he can. If Alave's out, Rashid Shahid or Wandell or Pickens? I go Shahid probably. I think, you know, he's always good for a potential long touchdown in these situations. Uh, cool hand, appreciate you. Are we rolling the dice on Mitchell or taking Chandler for volume? Chandler safer, Mitchell's high risk, high reward. If you want safety, Chandler should get a ton of work. I, I don't. I think these are these are even Steven type players. I think that at the end of the day, they could be one or two or three points apart anyway. But I would say if you want safety, go Chandler. I do think the volume will be there. This is a four three eight guy. He's very fast. He gets to prep as the starter. This is different than him coming in as a, a potential replacement, un, unprepared, not fully you know vetted and ready to ready to rumble. Half PPR, Zay Dobbs, Taysom. I'm gonna go Taysom. I'm gonna go Taysom. Uh, Senior Rojo, Kincaid or McBride? Pro- probably look. McBride has been on fire. And his targets are like double-digit practically every game. It's insane. Hopkins as my second flex. Uh, I would go... Dots on GSM. i go Hopkins. Swift is my other. Uh, and yes, played Zeus last night. Swift is your other. Okay. So I'm probably going to go McBride for now. I hate to say... It. Ah! 
God, I want to say Kincaid so bad, bro. I would say McBride until Kincaid shows he's out of this potential rookie slump or whatever he's going through. But the thing is, he's making great plays. It's more about usage and targets. But I would say McBride this week only. The, the Niners will probably be up big, and I think that they'll be trying to throw their way back. And McBride's probably, no matter if it's a tough defense or not, McBride's probably looking at a lot of targets, bro. Falcons versus the Panthers or Titans versus the Texans. Ah, bro, that that the, no no Stroud. All that has that same vibe of of the the Raiders, you know what I'm saying? Like going up against a, a no Herbert Charger team. It's so it's it's a tough one. But Falcons, these are these both have that vibe. Like the Falcons, the 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 the, the uh, Titans could have a, a big defensive game. Chat vote on this one: Titans or Falcons? I lean Falcons by a hair because Carolina is awful. And tech, the Texans probably will be, but could they be a little bit better? Maybe. I'll be back. Appreciate you all dropping all of the uh, the super chats and comments, and um, we'll be back for the APM show. We'll be back sooner if uh, if, if if for any reason um, there's more breaking news. I imagine we might be back for a, a Devon Achan news piece before the APM show. If Tyreek doesn't play, who do I start out of these three? Zay Downs, Pop Douglas. I probably go. Uh, I probably go. I probably go Downs, bro. But that's a really, really tough one. And uh, Paul, thank you for the super chat. There's nothing attached to it. Paul, make sure you include that in the message. Not another one. By the time I get to it or find it, if I'm going through a bunch of things, uh, I don't see anything else, Paul. So, Paul, I appreciate you dropping that. Thank you all. See you all at 8 p.m. or sooner if there's breaking news. Uh, Paul says Connor or Samuel. I'll probably go Connor over Curtis Samuel. Paul. Probably Connor. It's not a great matchup, but dude knows how to deliver, man. Uh, hit that thumb up button on your way out the door. 227 of you in here. 66 thumbs up. See you all later. Appreciate you. Garrett Wilson, Reed. Probably going Garrett Wilson, Zach. Probably going Garrett Wilson. All right, I'm out of here, so I'll see you all later. Appreciate you.